You're listening to the Hemline Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Austin Weeks, founder of Home with a Twist. Growing up, pulling on the hem of my mother's apron, I share everything she taught me with a modern twist. Skirt lengths can change with time, but Southern hospitality never goes out of style. Hello, everyone. This is Melissa Austin Weeks, and I am so excited to be with you today on this edition of Living Covida Loco. We are in strange times, um, and so I hope that our time together might give you a little bit of a break from the chaos that has ensued in the past week since we were together on the last podcast. But I'm so glad you're here. I am going to follow up everything I'm going to talk about today on my blog, homewithatwist.com. And we're not going to talk really about the, I think y'all are getting inundated enough with content about the virus and all that goes with that. But what I am going to provide are just some things to think about as we're all sheltering in place at home. Just some things that I've tried to do to put as much normalcy in my life as possible. So the first one is um, my university that I work for is shut down and all the employees are working from home, as are the students who are going to be um working on their their schoolwork and their studies via online distance learning. So with that change in our structure and in our schedule comes a little bit of a learning curve of how to find new routine and establish new routine. And children, as we all know, function best with routine. So if children function best with routine, It would make sense that so do adults. And I will be the first to say I love the opportunity to not have to go anywhere and to be in my home and wear pajamas all the time. But at some point, you have to get out of that routine and do something a little bit more productive. So on the blog this week and and during our podcast today, we're going to talk about establishing routine. And a really um, great article that I have pinned to my Pinterest page is from the retired Navy SEAL commander, Bill McRaven. And this thing that he talks about with regards to routine has been around for a long time. It's This is not a recent article. He has spoken at many commencements throughout the world. And he, he has a great article on giving 10 pieces of advice, which you can go and, and I have pinned that to my Home with a Twist page. But his number one is make your bed every day. Sometimes the simple act of making your bed can give you the lift you need to start your day and provide you with satisfaction to end it right. And I think we can all agree that on days when we've got tons of energy and we've cleaned the house and we've made the bed and when we go to bed at night, we just have this sense of accomplishment. Oh, my room is tidy and neat. So that's the first thing I'm going to make sure I do every day, even if I know that I'm probably going to do a lot of working from home in my bed, which is the most comfortable seat in the house. 
I'm still going to go through the act of as if I'm getting up to go to work every day and setting my alarm, getting up at a certain time, making sure I'm ready to go, get my coffee. So do what you can. I have some um, things that I'm going to be doing. I, I broke out one of my journals that I've never used and I'm starting to make notes about the things I'm accomplishing during the day so I can keep track of my tasks. Because the other thing too is that when you have a break in your routine, you don't really look at your calendar. And I want to make sure that I don't miss important teleconferencing or things that I just need to make sure have deadlines. We still have deadlines in our lives, even though we've had to totally shift our mindset. So that's number one is establishing a routine and whatever you need to do to establish that. I've got tons of ideas on my Facebook page I'm not on my Facebook page, on my Pinterest page that I will give you the address in my on my blog for handout printables, handouts, um, schedules that you can come up with your kids so that everybody's functioning and the same thing every day. Because if everybody knows what they're supposed to do and there's certain times to do that, you will really reduce the likelihood that you're going to have behavior issues at home or that we're going to fall into bad habits at home. And I think we just need to come together as a community to figure out how we're going to traverse this. Okay, the next thing is support small business. I'm sure that you have small businesses in your area that have put out calls, SOS calls for we're still open we still need you to come in and get lunches to go. I have just seen an outpouring of small businesses say, our restaurant's not open, but we are still making dinners. We're, we will bring them to you to your car. I know the other day I saw Pearl Snap Kolaches. They said, we're going to start making family dinners, which is totally out of our, our scope of what we usually provide and is not part of our brand. But we need our doors to stay open so we can pay our employees and... I don't know about you, if you've stepped in the grocery store lately, there is no, there is nothing on the shelves. I personally have not gone to the grocery store. My husband and I have stayed at home. My husband is in his 60s, and so he's in that high-risk category. We're being very mindful about who we come in contact with. Our 20-year-old daughter has been making runs to the grocery store for us, and I'm actually really, I'm, you know, I'm sad that this is what she's having to see, but I hope in her lifetime, she never has to see this quarantine issue. It's likely she will. Hopefully, maybe in my lifetime, this is the last time I'll see it. But quite honestly, I'm really glad that she has seen the state of what our grocery stores look like. The fact that there is nothing on the shelves and we are having to be creative. We have plenty of food, but think about the people who don't. And I know my husband told me this morning that Whole Foods is opening an hour early just for people over 60. So they have an opportunity to shop in the stores and not be a part of that, the frenzy that has created, been created just from the, the pictures that we're posting on social media. Um, but literally, there is no bread in the grocery store. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit, some other things that you can do. But the whole point of this is support small business. There is a wonderful little lunch place near me called Hurley House. They provide weekly men weekly dinners and to-go lunches and the most fabulous baked goods. And that includes cinnamon rolls, which 
is my cinnamon, cinnamon rolls are my spirit animal. But there's, they usually only make cinnamon rolls on Friday afternoons so that you can have them for the weekend, but they're baking them every single day. So I want to give a, a shout out to Hurley House. Make sure you call them. They'll save a pan for you. They are like many businesses who are not allowing customers to come into the store, but they have a wonderful drive through that you can just pull up, get what you need, and get home. If you follow me on Instagram and Facebook, you saw that I posted a picture of the most adorable planter that looks like a vintage typewriter. And inside of it, I got it from Staying Alive Succulents, which you can find on Facebook. They planted for me because I cannot grow succulents. I'm sorry. I guess it's my need to water plants and I can't change that paradigm of not watering and so every succulent that I've ever tried tried to grow has died so instead I asked her if she could plant something that was a little more hardy than a succulent and she put in a snake plant which some people call it a mother-in-law tongue it's just a long I know you've seen it it's a long variegated green light green with kind of yellowish trim around the leaves and it grows up really tall and skinny and I have had success growing those. I have two pots of those in my living room. So I got it. The typewriter is kind of an aqua color. It is adorable. I purchased that from Jamie to brighten my office space and to help support her. I also purchased some things from my favorite vendor at the Camp Bowie Mercantile. She posted a, net, a set of bamboo mid-century modern nesting tables that I absolutely loved and have been in the market for an end table for my family room to put next to the sofa so that if somebody wants to set a book down or a drink. So I zipped up there and got those and they are adorable. So those are three ways that you can support small business. The other thing I want to suggest is I was out for a walk yesterday with my dog getting some fresh air and you know, walking is a great way to exercise and also release those stress endorphins that we all are having right now about our jobs and school and the future and our kids. And I saw this elderly lady standing in her driveway and I stopped walking the dog and I kept my distance from her you know we're trying to do the social distancing of at least six feet and I asked her you know ma'am are you okay do you have everything you need and she said yes that she and her husband were fine and it got me to thinking I said well next time I walk by I will check on you to see if y'all need anything and it got me to thinking I love to bake and baking is cathartic for me it's a great stress reliever if that is the same for you too, and or you're bored with your kids, or they're pulling on you, I'm so bored, I don't know what to do, then get the ingredients out and make chocolate chip cookies. Or if you've got some bananas that are well past their being able to eat, and they're perfect for banana bread, then make a loaf of banana bread. And get out with your kids and go for a walk. And if you see an older person that's sitting on their porch or just standing getting some fresh air, walk up to them with a card and your name and your phone number and tell them, hey, if you need me to run to the store for you, if you need me to pick up a prescription, if you need toilet paper, if you can find it, anything so that they have a human contact, human interaction with someone and that someone's nearby that can help them. Because a lot of older people don't have 
family members or someone looking out after them. And imagine what that would be like if you are homebound and you don't have anything to eat and there's quite literally not very much food left. That's a whole nother story. I'm going to talk about the food issue because there actually is a lot of food. It's just not food that we normally would buy. And we're going to have to get creative about the ingredients that we all have in our pantries. We could probably have at least six months worth of food if we just would try to be a little bit more creative with our with our menus. Okay, that's a whole nother podcast. Next, cleaning. I guess the one good thing that's come out of this is that our homes and businesses are probably the cleanest that they've been in a long time with all the Clorox that's been wiped all over the surfaces. But if you can't find disinfectant wipes and you can't find hand sanitizer, you can make your own. And this may actually be something that you're going to do in the future to save money. I have pinned on to my Pinterest page called Cleaning Tips tons of DIY recipes for making your own cleaning products and cleaning sprays. I've posted on my Home with a Twist, we'll go um, for the show notes for today, a recipe on how to make your own disinfectant wipes. You can put them in cute mason jars, a pickle jar, and just have them. And to save the environment, there's even a, the recipe I'm going to share with you is just for cup towels that you can cut up so that you're not throwing away paper towels and filling our landfills. So that's something. The next thing I want to put on the list, I've put on the list is back to the baking and ties in with the fact that bread, toilet paper, and hand sanitizer slash Clorox wipes seem to be the top takeaways from this experience from the grocery store. And I had a neighbor call me on Monday and said they can't find bread. They've decided to go old school, which I'm delighted to hear. Did I have any yeast? They wanted to make their own bread. I said, absolutely, I have yeast. She came down. I gave her four times the amount of yeast that she needs so that she can make at least two or three more loaves this week. Hey, you know what? Get into your cookbooks. There are tons of recipes for how to make bread. We're in a YouTube generation. Watch a YouTube video on how to bake bread. Baking bread is not rocket science. It is probably one of the most cathartic, healing, satisfying recipes that you can make. And get your kids involved in it. They can help you with kneading, make sure their hands are clean. But the smell of the baked bread that you will enjoy as it's baking. And then afterward, get a big slice of or get a big stick of butter out and just sit your kids down with honey and jams and a big stick of butter and just enjoy the fact that you all made bread as a family. And I guarantee you that that experience will make you want to do it more often. So On the show notes, I've got two recipes, one for your bread maker and one which is a basic white bread recipe from the Pioneer Woman. It also has a video that you can watch. And both of those recipes are great. My cinnamon roll recipe comes from the Pioneer Woman, and it's also on that page. The cinnamon rolls are super easy to make. They make about six pans with probably six or nine Uh, cinnamon rolls per pan so you'd have enough to share with friends or to put in your freezer and have your own pan of cinnamon rolls for the next six weeks. 
Then I want to talk about reading, either reading a book or listening to a book on audio. This is a great time to escape to a faraway land or to learn something new while we're in this transition. We were scheduled to meet on March the 25th for my Mrs. Twist Reads This Book Club, which is free to join. And you can learn about that on my homewithatwist.com page or on Facebook. The platform that we use is called Book Movement. So you can go to Book Movement and create your own membership, which is free. And you'll receive emails from me whenever um, we have a new book that's selected or an upcoming meeting to remind you to RSVP. And the book that we're reading for the month of March is called Lady Clementine. She was the wife of Winston Churchill and the First Lady of the United Kingdom. And it's a true story based on her life and what her role was like to um, serve alongside him. We were going to have scones and hot tea, but now we'll have to do that virtually because what I'm going to do is a Facebook live session with you guys on Wednesday, March the 25th at 7 p.m. I will start promoting that on Book Movement and on Facebook, but go ahead and save the date. That way anybody can take part. We're going to discuss the book. I'm going to have some door prizes for everyone uh, to enter if you are logged on a couple of minutes before seven and just some different we'll just do some different things throughout that time that we're together so that we can still stay engaged we may not necessarily have that human touch but we can at least have the experience of of reaching out to each other while we're learning something new and then lastly i want to finish with a really fun thing I remember what those days were like when my daughter was little and she wanted to spend every single minute with me, especially at bedtime. And that's the sweetest time of the day. But also as a parent, that's when you're the most exhausted because you've done everything and you still know after that little one goes to bed, you have more work to do before you yourself can put yourself to bed. And I remember those times when all I wanted to do was just go and watch an episode of Friends. And she just was longing for me to lay next to her in the bed and read her another story. Of course, now that she's 20, she doesn't want me to read stories to her or snuggle. And I'd love to have those days back. But I get it. And something fun, the actor Josh Gad, who is the voice of Olaf from Frozen, He is taking to Twitter and every evening is reading a bedtime story. So what a great way for you to be involved with your children reading a bedtime story, but you can actually rest your voice and listen and be just like your child listening to someone read a story. The way that you can follow along with him is to just go to his Twitter account and his name is Josh, J-O-S-H, Gad. G as in goat, A, D as in dog, and find out what time he's going to be reading his books. I'm not sure what time of day it is. I know he's read The Giving Tree. Um, I can't remember. He's read at least two or three other books, but that would be something fun. You know, even if it's not a bedtime story or you wanted to maybe make some popcorn, y'all could enjoy that as a family. So those are just some ideas to get y'all through this week. To recap, establish your routine, support small business, 
check out, check out, check on your older neighbors, even if it's someone you don't know, and offer them something sweet from your kitchen. Um, cleaning tips on how to make your own disinfectant wipes, baking bread. My Mrs. Twist reads this book club selection for March, and the voice of Josh Gad reading bedtime stories on Twitter. So those are all some great things for you guys to ponder, work on, think about. And I hope that when I am with you next week for the next episode, that we can see the sun shining and um, just enjoy being together for hope for the future. So y'all have a great day and don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Home with a Twist and on my blog, homewithatwist.com. And remember, celebrate every day. That's a wrap for this week's chat. Follow me at homewithatwist.com where you can find today's show notes, recipes, and more. And let's be social on Facebook and Instagram where you can find me as Home with a Twist. And remember to celebrate every day.